Hello, everyone, and welcome to Let's Talk Parks. My name is Becky Dunlap. And this is Marissa Moravik, and we're your hosts for this weekly podcast. An evolving resource to help parks and recreation professionals raise the bar in their organizations so that they can make a positive difference in their communities. everyone and welcome back to Let's Talk Parks. Thank you for joining us this week. It is Marissa Moravik on the mic and this week I am bringing you an episode about public speaking. Becky and I had talked about very very briefly in an episode I think several weeks ago maybe even months ago about public speaking and just very quickly brushed on the topic. So I've been thinking about this for a couple days, you know, maybe even like more than a week, and decided that this is something that I really wanted to talk to you guys about. So if you're like me, you did not take your public speaking classes in high school and college seriously. I remember taking both my high school and college public speaking classes during summer school because I wanted to get the process done and over with as quickly as possible. I did not want to drag it out for 12 weeks if I could expedite it over four weeks. Not only did public speaking make me uncomfortable, but I kept rationalizing with myself when I had to take those classes that I didn't need these classes anyway. When would I need public speaking in parks and recreation? So I quickly learned that I was way wrong. My first job in the field was as a program assistant at the Arlington Heights Park District Senior Center. My supervisor had been putting on these very well-attended parties for years. I'm talking 250 to 400 people parties every other month. These parties required someone from our staff to get up in front of these said 250 to 400 people to make announcements before the event started. During the event, we would occasionally have raffles. Um... So someone had to get up in front of everyone and do the speaking. And so at some point, my supervisor was an amazing mentor. I've talked about her several times, Paula, an amazing mentor. And not only did she teach me how to budget and create a program guide and all of that fun stuff, but she also got me in front of these crowds of 250 to 400 people. So I very quickly had to change and become a public speaker. So, And I am very grateful for that experience because it has helped me in so many ways to be able to even get on the mic today and talk to you guys. So public speaking is something that I think in our field we figure that we aren't going to have to approach. So I wanted to kind of prepare those of you who may be brand new to the field maybe even still in college and just kind of let you know, um, take those classes seriously, but then what can you do if you didn't take those classes seriously um, to improve your public speaking skills? So one of the first ways that public speaking is important in parks and recreation is external presentations. And these are pretty obvious. We're talking special events, board meetings. Um, One might not be as obvious, but interviews. So you know, you have to have the confidence when you're in an interview to sell yourself and to speak clearly and intelligently. So that is one way that those public speaking classes and having the confidence when I worked at the Arlington Heights Park District, taking that confidence and then turning it into confidence during my interviews. 
And like I said, again, special events. There's so many special events that we get on a microphone and we have to talk to sometimes 10, 20, hundreds of people, sometimes maybe even thousands of people if we're working a festival or some sort of very large scale event. So, and then like I said, board meetings, one of the very first experiences I had having to get in front of a crowd other than my 250 to 400 seniors was board meetings. At Arlington Heights, we had to present our budgets to the board. It wasn't just our superintendent getting up for us and explaining everything. Each supervisor had to get up and defend their budget. So that's another great example of needing to have confidence and being cool and collected and knowing your information and being able to present it clearly and professionally. Another form of public speaking in parks and recreation is presenting internally to your coworkers and fellow employees. So this includes meetings, evaluations, trainings. Many of us don't think about it, but yes, in meetings you have to speak to typically a group of people, you know, anywhere between two to, you know, I was in a meeting today of 13 people. So being able to speak up and not be afraid to share your information and your thoughts. So that's another way that um, you may be involved in public speaking. Evaluations, again, having that confidence, knowing your information, making sure that you can speak clearly about someone's performance. So it may not seem like it's total public speaking, you're getting in front of hundreds of people, but evaluations can be very nerve wracking, even when you're on the other end of it. When you're not on the receiving end of the evaluation, sometimes if you have to deliver a hard message, those nerves pop up. So knowing that you have the confidence and you can speak clearly and precisely can really help you through that evaluation process. And then the other is trainings. And this is an area that many people might not think about, but like for a couple years, I was a CPR AED first aid trainer or instructor at um, the park districts that I worked for. So I would get up in front of, you know, a class of 20 people um, several times a year. I want to say that I probably averaged 100 employees a year that I was training on CPR, AED, and rescue breathing, or first aid. Sorry, that was lifeguarding. CPR, AED, and first aid. Um, So I had to get up in front of those people. You know, I did that for several years and had to get up in front of a lot of coworkers. Sometimes I had to train our executive directors and superintendents and people who are, you know, intimidating. You want to make sure that you know your information. So thankfully, I knew my information inside and out. And after you've taught a class or two, it becomes pretty routine and you kind of know your material and it becomes a lot easier. But it's definitely something that you want to rehearse. And then another area in parks and recreation that maybe more obvious where you're going to be speaking is at conferences. So, and there's all sorts of conferences in parks and recreation. There's smaller conferences with specialized associations or um, subjects. So like here in Illinois, we have PADERMA, which is Park District Risk Management Risk Management Agency. And we have Risk Management Institute coming up. It's a conference that we have every year that obviously talks about safety topics. So You might be speaking at a smaller conference like that, or we have a facility management conference. Um, 
I think it's called Facility Management Institute here at or here in Illinois. So you might be speaking to a smaller group of maybe 20 people, or you may be speaking at, say, a state conference. So here in Illinois, our state conference is coming up in January, and that is a conference that hosts 3,000 to 4,000 people each year. So you may end up presenting to a session of 100, 200 people, depending on you know, your topic. So being prepared to get up in front of 300, 400 or 200, sorry, 100 or 200 people um, is really important. And then obviously national conference and um, national conference is kind of similar to our state conference here in Illinois. You can anticipate that you're probably speaking to a similar, you know, audience, the same amount of people. So making sure that you can get up in front of those people that you really know your information and that you have the confidence to get up there and not completely blink, not freak out, not space out. So these are all areas in parks and recreation that, again, like I said, when I was in college, I was like, there is no way that I will ever have to get up in front of anyone and speak. And really in high school and college, they have you practice debates and getting up in um, speaking about a topic, you know, to your audience, but really, you know, it doesn't do the same thing as um, really getting in there and having to get up in front of hundreds of people and present something. Um, so with that said, if you didn't take your public speaking classes in high school and college seriously, what can you do to gain confidence and move forward in your career? So there are a couple options and some of these I just thought of in terms of what would make me move forward and be confident. Um, something that I am really not good at is dancing or some sort of performance. Um, so to me, that's not necessarily having to memorize a speech or a topic, but you are memorizing your moves. You're having to get up in front of a lot of people that you may not know and perform something. So if you like to move, if you like to exercise, that might be a really good option for you is getting into some sort of dance class or performance where you can learn a dance, um, and then present it at a recital of some sort. Another would be theater classes. And I talk about this a lot when I talk to my coworkers because we have toyed with the idea of bringing back some theater classes here at the Mundelein Park District. And one of the things that I feel strongly about is that it is important. It's really important for our youth to have theater classes. Again, when I was in middle school, we had theater classes and I did not take those seriously. I was extremely shy. For those of you who may not know me, I am pretty introverted. Um, so I did not enjoy theater classes in middle school. And like I said, did not enjoy public speaking classes in high school or college. But once I think about it and where I'm at in my career now, I wish I had push myself a little further in those theater classes in middle school. So I wish that I had volunteered or auditioned for a school play of some sort, not because I enjoy um, memorizing lines or a certain play or musical, but just to get that confidence. But again, as like a 
teenager and college student, you don't really think about those things. It just, you know, I want to get this done and over with. So my advice to you, if you do have small kids too, um, I plan to, you know, encourage my kids to pursue, um, you know, at least one theater class or being in a school play during their academic career. And the last one that I can think of is Toastmasters International. This is a club. And I remember a couple years ago when I was at the Vernon Hills Park District, I was sitting down with my supervisor and we were kind of going through steps that I could take to further myself in my career. And he recommended working on my public speaking skills and possibly joining Toastmasters. And at the time, this is only maybe two or three years ago. Um, at the time, I thought he was crazy. You know, what do I need to attend these, you know, club meetings for and get in front of people? This is crazy. When am I ever going to have to get up in front of people and speak? But little did I realize that I had been getting up in front of people for years. I had been getting up in front of people when I would make announcements at events and um, parties and things like that. And I had been in front of a lot of people when I was teaching CPR. So little did I know I was already doing a lot of those things. But I think Toastmasters probably would have pushed me forward to gain my confidence in a more formal setting. Um, and I guess this is one last one. Um, as Me Becky and I mentioned in one of our episodes, join us on the Let's Talk Parks uh, podcast. Don't be shy. Come on. Talk about a topic that you are confident about. It's great practice for you. Um, we have the ability to edit it. So if you don't enjoy something that you said, we can go ahead and cut it out. But um, it's another great opportunity. If you feel that you are an expert in a certain area, it's great to come on the podcast and get comfortable and talk about what you're passionate about. So that is all I have for public speaking today. Thank you all for joining us this week on Let's Talk Parks, and we will talk to you next time.